This is JFM Podcast. to you and welcome to the program Nigeria Sunset on J101.9 here in Jaws. My name is Ponsat Panam. It's a beautiful uh, Thursday evening, 26th of October, 2023. Gilbert Joseph, how was your day and how's the going, Gilbert? Good evening, Ponsat. It was a cool day. It was a good day and um, it's been fine. It's still been fine. This is just hoping that we are able to end the day on a high. Good evening, Ponsat. Yeah. How's work been? Oh, very interesting. I was, you know, uh, glued to the TV screen all morning uh, until late afternoon. Uh, well, it's been good, uh, Gilbert. Uh, you know, the event of this week, you know, has really overshadowed a lot of things that I always plan, you know, that I'll come and say, you know, before us having uh, to discuss the business of the day. I lost, you know, a senior colleague as a friend to, uh, I mean, the older brother to my friend, uh, that is uh, DJ Lukis. Yeah, DJ Lukis has gone to be with the Lord. Uh, I was told on Saturday. Yeah, after struggling, you know, an illness, uh, he has gone to be with the Lord. And uh, it's not really easy. I think yesterday someone was asking me that we who are into this, you know, industry that why can't we ha- not have, you know, uh, things like health insurance, insurance. you know. Sure. And I said, look, it's, it's complex. It's, it's something that... Mm-hmm. Uh, you have to be inside yeah, to understand. And that, that mm-hmm. person cited, you know, a case in point with uh, Mr. Ibo mm-hmm. that is currently mm-hmm. right now mm-hmm. battling for his life and he's depending on the mercies mm-hmm. and free will donation of the Nigerian people. You know, you know, for him to have a second chance, I would say, at life. At life. So mm. it's, it's it's really uh, tough. I I pray that God will continue to comfort the family of the late DJ Lucas, his parents, uh, his siblings, and of course, all those who admire him. You know, he has put in a lot of. I think they are part of the people that you know uh, start you know DJing. I would say on radio, and they really made the whole thing attractive that young people right now want to have a career you know as a radio dj so uh that is a legend if you ask me that is a legend uh for him to tour a path you know less traveled and he did it uh, uh fearlessly he did it with all devotion uh but well what can we say nothing yeah nothing yeah. nothing we accept everything in thanksgiving true true Ponsac and this hot, I, quite frankly, you know the events that happened in the past few days. Yeah. From Saturday till... T- I was told about that the early morning of Saturday. Yeah. You know, and it's it's something I really can't speak enough of because I have a close relationship with Lucas. And as soon as, you know, we sight each other, there's a joke, you know, he cracks. And we have a third friend within who mostly when we meet with Lucas is close by and some of the things really jovial fellow mm. this is not to give an account of an individual after he's gone yeah lucas is actually a jolly fellow yeah jolly fantastic guy. human being and you know the period within which he struggled mm. we had spoken about that and yeah. all of the events and quite unfortunate because until his demise had inquired about you know his well-being and all of it i was told he had recovered mm. you know and that didn't know, I can't tell whether it was a relapse, but this is tough to take. Yeah. And our earnest prayer is that his soul rests with the Lord in heaven yeah. and comforts his immediate family equally. Yeah, and of course, you know, my friend Indu John the Baptist, uh, yesterday he has gone to a really tough week, I would say. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, what can we say? We give thanks. I mean, Gilbert, what do you think of the uh, justices, you know, today? And the, it was Justice John Okoro who read the lead judgment, you know, and other justices, you know, adopted the seven-man panel. Seven. Seven-man seven panel. Yes. And all of them, you know, uh, unanimously agreed that, you know, and they uh, upheld the decision of the lower court that Ashiwa Jutini was duly elected, uh, you know, by the Nigerian people. And 
Oh, well, really interesting, Gilbert. Really interesting. I think we're speaking about this judgment with you and some of the consistent patterns we have seen in election matters, right from the tribunal levels. I think it's not about, you know, Nigerians looking at this issue sentimentally or with emotions and all of that. We all agree there were, you know, certain irregularities in the build-up to the election. Like they say, no democracy is perfect uh-huh. and all of that. We agreed. We saw all of these things happening. But it's one thing to think that they did happen and another thing to prove in court that they actually did happen. Uh-huh. For instance, one basic fact is today, I think it was the sixth issue the, um, the court was deciding and that had to do with the calling of witnesses. Yeah. And they said, for you to prove this case, this is how you're supposed to do it. At the polling unit levels, at the world levels, state levels, and even the national level, you have agents at all of these various levels. But you see certain parties didn't call witnesses who were at the polling unit, the world, state. I mean, they they just called state and national agents to testify in court. Mm. Now... One key word that Justice Okoro used was, you cannot have an octopus agent with tentacles across all the polling units of the country to monitor elections for you and dictate if there were irregularities and eventually testify to the courts that these things this happened. Now, a thing as basic as calling witnesses that all parties supposedly had at those levels yeah. wasn't done. What do you expect of the court, which is not a father Christmas, like the lawyers will often say? So... Lawyers didn't do, do their due diligence. And by the Electoral Act and its provisions, you cannot reintroduce or introduce fresh facts and fresh witnesses, just like we did see in the case of Atiku Abubakar and the Chicago University certificates, as well as some of the entities involved in the United States. He attempted to call them after you know, that period had expired and all of these things. A basic thing as even the seal you know, of the U.S. Embassy wasn't attached to the document he received from Chicago University. And the signatures, the court said, weren't enough to warrant for it to admit these things as compelling. Thank you, as authenticated as they could be. So when people don't do these basic things, nobody should expect that the court will just come up and grant you something on a platter, regardless of how germane your case is, sponsored. Yeah. Well, I truly respect uh, the decision of the Supreme Court uh, because, I mean, if you look at uh, the things that they've ruled, uh, you know, on, for me, if you uh, think about, you know, these matters very carefully, you discover that, uh, I mean, the facts were very consistent uh, with our laws. You know, yesterday I was having a conversation with someone that I uh, so much respect and, you know, uh, every time we sit and he explained the law, you know, I just tell him that from your explanation of the law, the law is if you making an argument, you know, in a consistent manner that uh, aligns with our laws, you know, our constitution, that is the grand norm, you know, for example. So, uh, I mean, I, I hail the decision and this is end of the road. And I'm happy that Ashwajibola Matinubu has extended the olive branch Yes, I call on, you know, Peter Obi, yes, call on Atihu to come. And, of course, if you look at, you know, uh, his cabinet, uh, the government of national unity, you know, is truly uh, exhibited, True. you know, I would say there. If you accept to work with him, he doesn't have any issue. Look at even the likes of Fela Durotoye, you mm-hmm. know, who contested mm-hmm. president True. under ANN. But today is working, you know, with, uh, with President Bozatun. So for me, that True. is, uh, and this is not a new concept, mm-hmm. even... In this democracy that we're enjoying, uh, former president, uh, show, yeah, you know, Musa Eradua, okay. you know. Obasanjo uh, also Gore, had something yeah, like Gore that. So, mm. uh, he was the one, you know, that came, he said, look, this election, I know that uh, it's fraudulent, you know, that brought me. Uh, first, I'm going to see that we clean the organ stable when it comes to election matters. The famous Justice Ways, you know, commission. commission uh, and then, you know, he gave even the opposition political parties, you know, slot to serve, you know, in his government. Uh, so, I mean, that is, uh, for me, for Tinubu to bring it, he understand that, look, there's serious division in our country. And the best way we can move ahead as a people is uh, for him to close ranks and say, look, Gilbert, if you know how to do this, I don't care your political party, 
uh, your creed, your religion. What I do care is that can you deliver your best to the Nigerian state? I think that that is a good thing to have and uh, is a good sign, you know, that we're seeing, Gilbert. Very good sign. Very good sign indeed. And you look at some of the rapport he has had in the past with Rabbi Musa Kwankwaso and you look at the strategy that the man adopted before the election, you just can't help but admit that, you know, he has some traits of ingenuity in his approach to issues, in his approach to politics. And the basic understanding of some of these things is already there have been allegations and questions as to the strategy that Atiku adopted, you know, before this election. And these questions were to the effect that whether or not he had learned his lessons from 2019 when there was you know, an alleged infiltration of the opposition into his camp yeah. to get certain fillers even before he makes moves, you know, during that. And this same thing happened. You now saw the factionalization of the PDP. I think, if not one thing, one would bet an amp on saying that Atiku would have been president had he had Governor Yosem Wiki in his side, regardless of the issues that they had and regardless of some of the agreements they failed to broker. And for me, um, it's just, politicking is over. I think you have said that earlier, Ponsal. And it's time to just move ahead, forge ahead, and see how the country can get better. You can't hate your own country because a man you do not like has won the highest office in the land. And the statistics, in truth, prove that Nigerians didn't like the president. If you compare the votes, polls by Atiku and Peter will be cumulatively as against the votes that the president got himself. But it's time for him to also endear himself to Nigerian people and deliver the goods yeah. in the end. And for, you know, the Abuja 25% and Abuja. Yes, that's Supreme also Court, true. The Supreme Court, you know, had a very true. interesting interpretation. True. And for me, I would like to thank Barrister po- uh, Polycap. That, that he was consistent Absolutely. in saying that the FCC is not special. Yeah, I mean, thank you. Despite being in the opposition. Yeah, I yes. mean, that is what uh, he has True. always said. And True. look at how uh, it panned out yes, in the end. Yes, yes. So He's he been shows, vindicated. Yeah, Honestly, so he, Barrister Polycap, that how yeah. hearts doved for you. Yeah, well, it shows consistent. that he's the scholar that true, he is, true. you know, Absolutely. when it comes to election uh, matters. Well, we're going to play this insert. Uh, Kenneth Okonko is uh, part of the legal team of the Labour Party. When we come back, we have a guest. We're going to talk about something very interesting. Stay here. As a fine imposed on the second respondent for the proceeds of uh, narcotics and um, money laundry by the district court of Illinois. I sat down too. I did not hear it. And I wonder whether that was uh, swept under the carpet or was an oversight because the lead judgment was detailed on all other issues. And they said all the issues there have been overtaken by even in all our own issues. And I did not hear the issue of the forfeiture. And so that's why I said I disagree respectfully, even though the decision is binding. Yes, it has been laid to rest. The Supreme Court has the authority to interpret the Constitution. It is their prerogative as the arm of government imbued with the power to interpret. That is the interpretation they have given to it, and it is binding on us all. That's what I'm going to say on it. What's the take with the reasoning for IRA? How does it go to affect our future election? That is uh, very interesting because the only paragraph the Supreme Court brought to the notice of the world, which was quite interesting, is that even the Supreme Court agreed that non-uploading of the result on IRA Reduce the confidence of the people in the election. I heard it clearly. Meaning that even the Supreme Court agrees that the election was not credible or as credible as it ought to have been if the result was uploaded. So credibility is one of the three arms of an election for the people. Free, fair, and credible. Credible means believable. Why shut out the people for the right the law has given unto them? So I was very glad that the Supreme Court pointed it out that not uploading of the result reduced the confidence of Nigerians in it. Meaning that it cannot be presumed to be credible because Nigerians were shot out in it. So I love that particular. Yeah, well, glad you're still here. The program is Nigeria at Sunset on J101.9 here in Jaws. My name is Ponsak Fana. My name is Gilbert Joseph. We have a guest. We have a medical doctor here with us, uh, Dr. Muhammad Rabiu Kuku. He's the head standard and quality assurance department, Nigeria Health Insurance Authority. 
Plateau State Office. Good evening. Thank you very much for coming. Good evening. Thank you for having me. Yeah, well, we're going to talk about uh, health financing today, uh, dear listener. It's very important. Dr. Rabi, uh, Dr. Mohammed, I, I tell you a story. Mm. Uh, today, a friend, uh, we're having a conversation with him, and it happened literally. And he said that, um, we're just talking about life, and he said that uh, his two kids fell ill, you know, and the money he had saved, you know, to pay their school fees, he had to pay over 70,000 naira, you know, for uh, their health because, you know, they came down and they were admitted in the hospital. And then I was telling him that, look, uh, you can actually get a health insurance, you know, with a premium. Uh, I was selling, you know, a product. I was just not really selling. Mm. I was telling him that, look, it's better for you to uh, pay maybe a premium of uh, so-so amount uh, per annum. And that money that you've spent, maybe you spend 10%. It's 10% that is going to be required uh, from you in buying, you know, drugs, drugs and mm. things like that. And he said, that, where can he get the package? You know, uh, he was very excited. Then I, you know, uh, I linked him up uh, with a Talk to us about, you know, this issue of health insurance and what are some of the benefits? And I, like I told you before started, I said, please be basic as much as possible. Okay. Because out-of-pocket financing is sending more and more Nigerians into poverty mm. instead of uh, lifting them up if they had health insurance. Yeah, thank you for having me once more. And um, I appreciate the opportunity given to me to discuss on this uh, important matter. Uh, first, permit me to uh, express my condolences. I had uh, your bereavement, your loss. Thank you, thank you. And uh, equally, I sympathize with the, your friend. Thank you. Who had to channel the money he has planned for his uh, children's school fee mm. into paying medical bills. Mm. Well, it's uh, unfortunate though. We have to found ourselves in this kind of situation. <coughs> Health is a very important uh, component of life. Indeed, it's a, it's a fundamental human right. Everybody should have a good health, enjoy a good health, and should not be afraid to relate with the society on the uh, fear that if he fall ill, he doesn't know what to do. So uh, health insurance or health financing is a key component of health sector. And uh, one major mechanism for health financing is health insurance. And uh, we already have it in this country. We have it at the national level, we have it at the state level. And uh, to date, virtually every citizen of the country can assess uh, health care through health insurance be it uh, in the public sector or in the uh, informal sector. I don't know the case you, the scenario you mentioned, whether the gentleman, your friend, is working with government or he's uh, on its own. He's working with a private organization. Okay, private organization, yes. Mm -hmm. Well, we have, um, NHI has created windows for people to participate in health insurance. We have the one for the former sector those who are working with government, and then we have those for the organized private sector. So how about, you know, people in rural communities? Because uh, in, in Nigeria, of course, you know that we have a non-functional primary health care yeah. system. It's non-functional, and it's supposed to be the closest, mm. uh, you know, care that one, so, so closest, you know, uh, source of health care that an individual will get, you know, before going to, uh, maybe the tertiary uh, health institutions, but you don't find, you know, primary health care. If, well, if, for you, the people listening you, to us you, in the rural you, areas. To answer the first question, someone working with um, uh, private sector, mm. he can key in through an organized private sector window, or he can key in through what we call a gift ship. It's a program for the informal sector. Then, when you mentioned that the primary health care are not functioning. To me, I won't take it. They're actually working, but at a uh, suboptimal level. They are not in their best, that I agree, but uh, they still offer services, mm. and then we are trying to develop that. And um, at the moment, health insurance, there is a component of health insurance known as the basic health care fund, which the federal government uh, provide 
uh, uh, 1% of the consolidated uh, revenue to cater for the vulnerables and uh, those who are not able to, to pay for so the That has been done since 2014 so, when no, that no, act was... Well, the act was established in 2014, yeah. but it came into effect in uh, 2019. Indeed, it's barely less than three years old, the program. And uh, three windows have been created, three gateways. So you're saying that 1% of all of the money we make as a republic yes. goes to that post? Yes, you know? it's being utilized. On the, at least the law says at least 1%. 1%. Yeah, yeah. I but, know. And at the moment, it's only the 1% that has been used. It has not been increased. And, and you can say for sure that that is what is obtainable. Yeah, that is what is given out. Okay. And it's shared to three gateways. NHI is one of the gateways. Okay. Primary healthcare is one of the gateways. And the, it's the responsibility of the primary healthcare to utilize the phone given to them to develop those primary healthcare facilities. Mm. While NHI is to patronize the, the primary healthcare facilities. This is to enable those facilities have fun and get developed. It's a program that is planned over time. We believe over time. And I want to tell you that uh, the narrations are not the same as when we started. And today, um, with the coming of this program, it has enabled primary healthcare facilities on the plateau to assess foreign donation because we use this one to develop those facilities to a standard, to a minimum standard that will qualify them to assess foreign donations. An NGO is giving them money, but there was a requirement until they have some equipment, some number of staff and all that. And this... Um, uh, money from uh, the Consolidated Revenue Fund was utilized by both uh, the state uh, health insurance, Plashema, and by primary health care board on the plateau to develop those facilities, to make them eligible to collect that international loan to the tune of over three or four million per PSC. And they are seriously utilizing those funds. So I think we've started somewhere and we're making a headway. But at the level of... Um, NHIE, insurance with NHIE, we don't insist. Indeed, we don't enlist them amongst the facilities that you can assess care with. Mm. That has been reserved for those who, uh, whose premium is paid by government and is meant for the vulnerables. And it has a multifaceted uh, uh, objective. Mm. One is it allows them to have access to care. And then two, it allows the facility to develop because money will be made available. Yeah. yeah. So, so uh, I mean, uh, I'm passionate about those in rural areas. Uh, talk to us, how can they benefit from this uh, health insurance? Yeah, for health insurance, as I mentioned, if they are not working with government, we call what we call gift ship. They're just farmers, you know. Yeah, farmers, artisans, self-employed. Yeah. Those, yeah. So long as you can afford 15,000 naira. 15,000 naira. You can form a... Per year? Or? Per year. Okay. Per year. You can uh, uh, pay 15,000 naira. We have a window either to come as individual or to come as a group or to come as a family. You pay 15,000 per head, per year. And you can assess care in any part of the country so long as that facility is accredited. But individual, we have... A, initially, we had it as a voluntary social health insurance and people were abusing it. And uh, the abuse came in a way that uh, someone will not see the need to go and register until he is ill and before. Mm. On that, we have to put some check and balance. And that's why it has been jacked up to 45,000, even if you're coming as an individual, or two of you, or three of you. 45 is meant for three people. So if you're coming, you pay 45,000, you can register yourself. Three dependents. Three, two additional dependents two additional or two friends because two friends. this one is, uh, it must not be someone that is directly related to you. You can register any other two persons to make it three. And then you have to wait for a period of three months for bureaucratic processes to take place. Let this is just to checkmate the abuse, not okay. because you are ill and then you are billed for surgery, you will start coming to register and pay the 45000 or the 15000 Let me ask you this question. Uh, what will you tell politicians uh, that instead of investing in healthcare of their people, mm. uh, what they do is that they will just say, uh, I've you know, gotten a slot for you to go to pilgrimage, although that is very important, mm. or, or have given you 
uh, you know, see to, I mean, something that doesn't really last. Will you advise our polit political class to say, uh, invest in your people's health insurance? Because yeah. you said 45,000 for three people? Yes. 15,000 for whatever number per head per year. Okay. 15,000. If you have um, 150,000 Naira, you are registering how many? So you think that is? Uh, you think if our political class will come and say, okay, sure, or I think it's our philanthropists. We have windows. We have quite a number that did that, and uh, only that the advocacy for them to do that. We need to spread it, and you on the media house, you need to do that. Many a times, it's we the followers that always go to them and ask for different things. We ask for money to buy cars, we ask for money for our weddings, we ask for money to go to pilgrimage, as you mentioned, mm -hmm. and all that. But when it comes to healthcare, we, we drag our legs. We pray to God instead. Yeah, <laughs> yeah we pray to God instead. And then 15000 is not too much for someone to pay, and then he can assess healthcare any part of the country. You may start from the rural area. We have facilities, other than the PSCs you mentioned, mm. that are accredited. You can start okay, from even the, in rural, yeah. Yes, we have. Do you have the number like how how many we on have? The in okay, on the plateau, we have one hundred and thirteen healthcare facilities, not primary healthcare. In rural areas. No, in, on the plateau. On the plateau. Yes, okay. but on average, you can have one or two or three in every local government. But I can assure you, in the wards. Oh yeah. I can assure you, but at least on the plateau, we have a general hospital in every local government, mm. maybe except Rio. I know one is coming up now, but uh, we have a general hospital almost all. Indeed, some local governments have two general hospitals, mm. and they are all accredited. We have private facilities that are accredited. But PSCs, except if you so desire, and the choice is actually left to you to choose a facility. I don't choose a facility for you. Okay. Yeah. All right. I want you to speak generically, for example, on the state of primary health care and budgetary allocation that are being because I was somewhere at, just in the last quarter and people were speaking, experts like you, mm. you know, were speaking and they assumed so much confidence that the primary health care mm. or the primary health sector in Nigeria, in the middle belt, mm. precisely, mm. was very active. Mm. And some of them said they had recorded even gains beyond what the budgetary allocations mm that they are being given by government when you look at donations from NGOs yes. and, you know, some things like I that. I think um, that is correct. The primary health care around the north-central zone, they are doing very well, and uh, they are utilizing this one very well, Plateau in particular, that I am aware. Though I'm not working with uh, primary health care board or National Primary Health Care Development Agency, but uh, we collaborate through the basic healthcare fund. So it has that for that reason I have to visit the facilities. I do go to those facilities, I see things. And we do have uh, uh, meetings. We have a common forum, a, a, a stakeholders meeting on that issue. So I'm brief adequately. And then I know to the extent at a point we had problem with them because we thought maybe they were diverting the money to buy certain things that then may not be essential for the facilities. But we later discovered that those things are part of the requirement they need to get to assess donations from NGOs, both locally and internationally. And I am telling you now, go to the primary health care, discuss with the OCs there. They are very happy. The places are changing. Change is a gradual thing though, but the places are changing and they are getting better. We had meetings with the with them and primary health care board uh, two weeks less than two weeks ago. We had a meeting, and one of the major concerns they raised is the issue of manpower. They need a doctor. Most of those facilities are either headed by nurses or two. Uh, but I think we're equipping those uh, facilities that will enable doctor to practice comfortably in that place. So surely we we are coming up and. Uh, primary health care facilities on the plateau and other surrounding states. Because even on that meeting, someone brought a case uh, uh, study of Gombe, that Gombe too is doing very well. But I'm aware of plateau only. I can't tell you about other states. 
But if you speak to people, the commoners in society, yeah. they would have a different view. It seems as though um, there is trust deficit. Should I say trust deficit or lack of this confidence mm. in the primary healthcare system and all of that? Is it about perception? And how can that be dealt with? Because people first have to have confidence that when I get to this facility, I would be adequately yeah, attended that is, to. That is uh, all will have a, a, a place, a role in that, uh, in that uh, assertion. The perception is there. And then, sure, you know, people are more enlightened now, health-wise. People know the best. Even in the uh, cities, hospitals, people select the doctors that were attended to them. So I think people are more informed these days and they felt they want to uh, have value for their money. So that is having an, uh, is really influencing their decision as to whether or not to go to primary health care. We have brain drain, the issue of brain drain yeah. we're dealing with. And you have said that certain facilities are in need of doctors. Yes. Increasingly on short supply. How can this be dealt with? From you, I, I'm just trying to imagine how communities with such facilities yeah. who are in need and then we have so many hands leaving the shores of the country yeah you see the health system uh, has various components the the human resource is very important we need uh, trained and well-paid uh, medical personnel and the issue of payment the package uh, we have a lot of challenge with that. People are not comfortable with the, the remuneration given to health workers compared to what is uh, obtainable uh, in other uh, countries. And then we equally have uh, this problem of working environment, the logistics to work with. Our hospitals are not well developed. And uh, I think that's what brought about this, um, the National Health Act of 2024. 2014. 2014, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> National Health of 2014. Yeah. And um, there were no data, no information. Nobody can tell you the resources that is uh, invested in health sector. But uh, between that time and now, statistics has it that uh, the bulk of the money that goes into the health sector it's out of pocket, as you mentioned. Mm -hmm. Over 69 to 70% is out of pocket, which you cannot trust and you cannot have record of it. Federal government or the Ministry of Health, Federal Ministry of Health, barely spend less than, contribute less than 7%. So these are some of the problems that we have. And these days, you seem to have the private facilities are thriving much better than some government facilities because they are investing their resources, but at a cost. So these are some of the problems. We are gradually, gradually drifting from a socialist setting of uh, health sector to a more of a capitalist, where it's only with your money that determines mm -hmm. where you go to, sincerely. All right. Gonsak? Yeah, well, I can join the conversation. We're talking about uh, health financing, health insurance, and it's very important. I just feel like uh, people who are going into philanthropy and buying uh, you know, people gives when it comes to maybe grinding machines, and I think it's very important that you look, you know, to healthcare. Maybe if you can uh, get a hundred widows in your community and you pay for them uh, so that they can get drugs, you know, very mm -hmm. cheap, you know, uh, they can live long and meaningful lives. I, I mean, if you look at the uh, ex life expectancy in our yes, country, yes. 47 yeah. for a man. Very, very short. very short. 52 for a woman. And very short. Is, this thing is all the function of, you know, health care. Yeah. And these indices are what determine the development of the country. Health development. Yes. Human development. Yes. The, that's what determines whether our country is doing well or not. What is the life expectancy rate? Yes. What is the mobility, what is the mortality, mm -hmm. and all those things. So I think these are the indicators. Mm -hmm. And then coming with uh, health insurance, I think it's going to do a lot of cushioning. Because it says social services, it, uh, it brings equality uh, amongst the, the, the citizenry. This stratification of where to go to when mm -hmm. has been eliminated. 
Once you make the payment, you can access any healthcare facility. It's your choice. You choose it and then though we encourage you to select a facility that is closer to you mm. and that will give you the services that you need. So I think uh, health insurance, then to the philanthropists, we have to hammer on them. You, the media houses, mm. the, indeed, if within your neighborhood, you are, uh, someone lost this, uh, a, a woman, a widow, lost her husband with her children, you can decide and go and pay. How many? Her seven, her two children. You pay 45,000. And their health is covered for the whole mm. year. And it's not a, it doesn't cost much for you to do that. But only that we have a, people don't give health so much priority. Mm. Sure. Attention. Sure. Do you have issues with people renewing? For example, when you have someone who was paid and barely even went to the, went to the hospital in the year under review, mm. do you have issues like people coming again to renew? Or they just decide that, oh, this isn't important, and they abandon the process? Yeah, many, a good number. Most of people, the people that started the program, they often come back to renew. They do come back to renew. Only those that are yet to start that we're having problems with. And now that um, the health, has been made, uh, health insurance has been made mandatory with the new act that was signed by the former president mm. in uh, May 2022, I think many are coming to register because uh, sooner than later, uh, the Ministry of Health will start imposing that uh, mandate, uh, that mandatory aspect of health insurance. Probably in one thing or the other, you may be required to present an yeah, evidence that yes, that you have a health insurance cover before you can participate in some uh, uh, government activities also. Yeah. Well, interesting. Uh, I mean, if you look at all of this, health uh, public health financing you know starting from the abuja declaration you mm. know the health national health act of 2014, 2014 yeah. shows you that uh, we're not doing so great in our country 0812187777 or you call 0905566699 well in poor countries or in low income countries like nigeria one of the things that uh, throws more people into poverty is out of pocket expenses when it comes to uh, accessing healthcare, you paying from your pocket, it has, I mean, studies have shown that it throws people into poverty the more. 0812187777 or you call 0905566699 gilbert. On Facebook at JFM Life, on X where JFM just. Let's take the first call. Hello and good evening. Thank you for calling. Hello, thank you very much. Yeah, My name is I'm calling from Teacher and Chijongshaw. Well, listening, Sadiq. Yes, I will commend your guest. She has spoken very, very well in our, and she has spoken much about our health facility. You see, when we look at health in Nigeria or in our state, it's something that is, we put into consideration. Seeing how, how our healthcare facilities have been left behind. You see, most of our healthcare facilities are not able to afford to take care of the disease in our community. That is why you go to a healthcare facility. They don't have the amenities. They don't have the uh, 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 equipment to do that. And if there is, if there is not health, I think there is no wealth. Health is wealth. If the poor man cannot access health, that to say that the poor man is in, ma is in danger. So we are calling on the government when it comes to a, a health team like this. It should be expanded so that people can be able to inform. And our primary health care is supposed to be taken care. We should have a good collaboration with the federal government and national health care team to make sure that our health care have get the adequate manpower and the facilities care of the disease that is supposed to be in our community. So there is a lot to do in terms of healthcare in Nigeria and in Plateau State in particular. Thank you very much. God bless. Thank you, Sarek. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, hello. Hello. Oh, we got you late. 0812187777. Hello and good evening. Thank you for calling. Hello. Hello. Okay, uh, not working. Hello. Hello. Good evening. Yes, good evening. Yeah, good evening, Mr. Ponsack. Good evening. Thank you for calling. Good evening, Mr. Giba. Good evening, my brother. Good evening, Yeah, my name is Comrade Mark Patrick uh, Okoro Craft. I'm calling from Brunejo School here in Anguilla. Well, listening. I want to find out from our guest. Yeah. This uh, insurance issue, medical, medical, medical. Mm -hmm. Is it for government 
personnel of our private sector to benefit. And you see, today, the primary health care center, the primary health care, you start from there before going to general hospital, from general hospital to teaching hospital. But today, in Nigeria, because of the licenses or lack of facilities, the primary care, people rush to teaching hospital. And that is why you see a lot of crowd, crowd at teaching hospital. Whereas the general hospital there, nobody's there. So, can hope government make a provision that this primary health care center, let's have qualified physicians to be there. To help solve minor issues before going to general hospital. And issue of this drug, there are some elements that insurance, when you go, they say, no, this one is above insurance. Why is it so? Because when you say healthcare, nobody comes to say, let me be sick tomorrow. But it needs to cover all the misses of sickness in this country. Good evening. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Yes, the first caller made mention of how the challenges we're having with uh, primary health care centers. Sure, we, we have those challenges. We're aware, but uh, we are working on it. At our level, I, as I mentioned earlier, health insurance, primary health care, they have a responsibility. They have a role to play. And you are not limited to that place only. It may be your starting point, yeah. but when you register health insurance with us, you don't start with primary health care. You start with a facility above that. We have to be sure, when, before we even give accreditation to a health care facility, we have to be sure it has all the requirements. There are adequate uh, medical personnel, there are equipments, there is structure, and it's functioning. So when you register health insurance, there is where you assess. You start assessing health care. You can be referred to any other facility, depending on your medical needs. But primary health care, on the other hand, as I mentioned, there is another uh, wing of the whole thing. That's the basic health care fund mm. that is supporting the primary health care to develop. And we're on it. I have gone on a quality assurance visit this year and last year. My findings last year and this year are not the same. The place, yes, there, there is improvement. improvement. And to the extent I mentioned to you that they are equally requesting for doctors. Sure. So, yes, we can see because they have the, 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 first, the, the equipment now to work with. So we are gradually coming up. So for the second caller make, uh, was asking whether or not this, uh, health insurance is for... Health insurance is for everybody. Everybody. I mentioned whether in the formal or in the formal sector. Mm -hmm. you, can come into, you can come to our office or you can register with the uh, state agency, Plashema whichever one, because we all have, have the same uh, package, only maybe our area of coverage, we will cover the whole country while they are domiciled within the state. That's just the difference. Yeah. More phone call on the show. Hello, good evening. Hello? No one's home. Well, 0821-2187-7777 or you call 90 Don't forget to turn down the volume of your radio. Or you turn it off completely before calling. Gilbert, maybe you'll have to... Yeah, we have numerous comments on I Facebook. See, I see that. Yeah. Godwin Sule says, God bless the Federal Republic of Nigeria. As for me, I don't have any reaction over today's judgment. Tinobu is our president. Big congratulations to him for his victory. Thank you. Rizank, as he says, you guys are doing a great job. I love you guys. May God bless you. May God bless JFM. Bro, Israel, Ojo Domo Sunday says, um, I don't believe in the justice system. That's the truth. Since tribunal affirmed Tinubu, I know we all have lost it already. I stopped following the proceedings and the judgments. I knew all these people, okay, body hitting of Atiku and Obi will go nowhere. So the arms of the judiciary are telling us we can forge the results and no one will question us. Since 1999, I have not witnessed where a sitting president is removed. Richard Egbita is saying, It's quite unfortunate that the court has become a major division maker who becomes our leaders are not. But I pray that the president acts appropriately in line with the issues of health in this country. You guys are doing great. Congratulations, congratulations to the Supreme Court for affirming Tinubu as president. But I'm happy that the Supreme Court said lack of transmission of results from polling units to the coalition center 
has reduced the confidence of electorate in the process. Victor Barge says, congratulations to the president and Nigerians at large on the victory. God knows it all. Let there be justice in all areas of administration. It's all I pray for. Better Nigeria. Charity Harley says, I knew it will end that way. So, all I expect from other parties is to join the president and he in turn should carry everyone along so as to move Nigeria forward. The economy is really biting hard. Mercy Yao says, I think Nigerian judges will never see. All right. Dimas Bala says, Supreme Court has cleared the most controversial issue about the 25% in FCT. Abuja is like any other state in Nigeria. The time is now to work. There is no reason for failure. Abuja natives can now have their governor, House of Reps, and senators since it's just like any other state in Nigeria. Habsin Manasi says, Since the Supreme Court has affirmed the victory of Ashwaji Tunubu as the president of the Federal Republic, let's join our hands and make our country Nigeria great. Because Nigeria does not belong to one political party or Tinubu alone, but is for all of us. Don Z says the executive should stop funding the judiciary. If not, we will not get it right now that the Supreme Court has declared Tinubu as the winner, let him face governance because almost all the sectors are not working. Stephen Sawman says it's quite unfortunate, Gilbert, the Supreme Court has failed Nigerians. David Mark Sambo says, I'm not surprised. I knew nothing good was going to come out of the case at the Supreme Court. Looking at the caricature, the case suffered in the presidential election petitions tribunal a few months ago. Nobody is doing okay, nobody is going to get justice under the government of APC, which they have legalized so many wrongs in this country, thereby jeopardizing the future of the country. Jang Dagui John says. May God give wisdom, give the president wisdom to carry out his activities diligently. Michael Bucci Adokese says, as expected, nothing differently would have been expected. Falkuka Factors Go On says, Good evening to you, the Ancos. This real end of the route for that side, hoping we are not jumping from frying pan to fire. Nen Dungbam says, when INEC gets it right, then the judiciary will follow suit because a person who is democratically elected or selected has to go through INEC. Therefore, when a foundation is destroyed, what can the judiciary do? Baranabas Ukehemba says, compromised judgment. Good evening, presenters and the guests in the studio. Paul St. Jr. says, I am not impressed about the judgment. There is a compromise since from the tribunal, so I was not expecting anything good about the presidential tribunal. At last, may love lead. Ambassador Joachim Joseph Dung says, I am from Plateau North and I am not happy with the recent political developments in my senatorial district. I want to appeal to the PDP to kindly put their house in order if really they do not have a legitimate structure. So I and many other young people from Plateau North and beyond will not be witnessing such political interruptions again. I voted for Honorable Prince Simon Martin to represent me in the Senate, but I am not happy that his election is nullified based on the inability of the PDP to put their house in order. Finally, Samson Pomfa says, I talked, okay, I talked him before. We will not see something different, and it has happened. I pray he will lead us well. Amen. Ponsak? Yeah, uh, let's uh, try to get more phone calls on the show. Zero eight one two one eight seven 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 seven, or you call zero nine zero five five six 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 nine nine. It's very important. I mean, the issue of uh, health insurance is very, very, very important, Gilbert. True. I, I have a personal testimony, hmm. you know, but uh, it's going to be off the record. Right, Hello. <laughs> Hello, Paul. Thank you for calling. Yes, it is. I'm calling you from Shaka. We're listening. Thanks for calling, sir. Yeah, I heard uh, the guest said uh, 60 days. Yes, but uh, initially they said it's uh, an inquiry, they said it's 40 days. Is it that it has been changed? And again, he said uh, that even if 
four people can come together and do have this kind of you know that uh if if somebody decides to register uh, uh four persons at the same time uh, the discount can uh, can also apply or is it just for uh, for one and his family or people that people that uh work in, a, uh, in an organization can just come uh, in groups and there will be discount thank you thank you thank you thank you should i respond to it please go ahead okay yeah. the the payment is 15000 per head per person regardless of the number but if you are coming as an individual just one person the initial payment is 45000 you don't pay less but it will give you room to register two other persons to fill the in the gap yeah but if you choose not to and you leave it at 45000 it's okay but what if you are registering four it means you are paying uh, 60000 15 times 4, it will give you 60. If you are registering 5, it will be 15 times 5. If you are registering 6, it will be six times, uh, 15 times uh, 6 and the number. Then the waiting period. Well, sincerely, we, we, we do update our database three monthly. So when you register, like now we had uh, the last quarter, the register is out this uh, October, and a new one will be coming out in January. So if you, if you register today, this month or next month or in December, hopefully your name will appear in January. And once your name appears, you start assessing care. If you register on that gift ship, we have a restriction though. If you register on that gift ship, in order to check met the abuse, you wait for three months before you start assessing higher services. You can see a doctor, you get prescription, drugs will be given to you, but major procedures like surgeries will not be carried out on you after three months right well wow. that's just the restriction thank you thank you very much uh, for coming uh dr mohammed uh uh kuku thank you very much for coming i mean very man. enlightened I'm, I'm very passionate about anything you healthcare. seems you are really you are passionate about yeah. insurance and i think it's a good thing to uh, indeed we have to encourage ourselves and yeah. control the the people people to really participate it's mm. really helpful you never can tell when it will be of help to you Absolutely. don't wait to uh, register, uh, register an insurance when you have problem mm. you have to do that before yeah problems come well gilbert your final word yeah encouraging encouraging people have to take their health seriously and you know attend to your body can fail you without you even knowing so just don't assume that everything is right and it's important to make it a habit thank you there's a much we'll take the show uh has come to an end the pro the news will come your way top of the hour six o'clock do have a good evening bye now we only believe in the best so we do our best to give you the best Thank you for listening to JFM Podcast.